Podcast episode 29. This is Chad Mitten, your host with Rich Howe and Colin Bloon. How are we doing tonight? Going good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's Monday. How are we doing it? Yeah, we have uh, no Preds hockey tonight, which is, it feels weird. The season moves so fast and furious that when they don't play, it feels kind of weird. But uh, here we are, and the Preds are hanging around. That's what they're doing right now. They are somehow came out of this franchise record road trip with a winning record, 4-3-1. and one. Uh, Who saw that coming? Who saw not that coming? No, I know I did. I know I, I don't <laughs> think any of us can sit here and say that. So, of course, we're going to actually react to the and analyze the entire road trip and talk about what we pulled from that and what it means going into the rest of this season, which it's going to be over before we know it. Like, there's only – I mean, there's only like a few weeks left in this season, and the Preds are hanging around. Like they are right there, which, you know, we're all talking about rebuilds and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's hanging around that they still could get that fourth playoff spot after what they did on the road trip. So, of course, we're, we're going to get into that. Uh, also, we got March Madness in full action. Of course, everyone's talking about it. Uh, most people's brackets are probably busted into flames, including my own. Um, it's It's been crazy, as it always is in March Madness. This season hasn't been any different. Uh, I got the Michigan game on right now, and I'm keeping an eye on it because that's my championship pick, my national championship pick. So uh, I'm watching that. It's been a fun game. So we're going to we're gonna kind of talk about our brackets and see how we're feeling about it, kind of update our listeners on – where the Pred Lines pool is and who's leading and who is uh, way back in the back of the pack. And then also we're going to preview the week ahead, which is we got two game sets coming up against the Detroit Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks. Talk about a breath of fresh air. Maybe I'm jinxing us a little bit there, but it's nice to not have the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Carolina Hurricanes or the Florida Panthers on the schedule. And so um, we're going to preview that. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with the all-time best nicknames in Preds history because we love to throw around those nicknames. And there are some good ones in Preds history. So we'll wrap up episode 29 with that. Uh, let's go to Colin real quick because Colin came down to Nashville. Yes. yes. Uh, since the, since uh, episode 28, he came down to Nashville. Uh, how, how was it, man? How, how was Nash- coming down to Nashville? It was good. It was good to just kind of be back and, and be in the old stomping grounds a little bit. And the weather was beautiful. Couldn't ask for better weather. One of uh, one of my fraternity brothers got married, so we got to see him and his new wife uh, and their wedding. But we uh, got to also do some final preparation. We're doing we're calling it our makeup wedding because we were supposed to get married last year, uh, April fourth, and so uh, had to postpone it. We kept our date. We got married on our date. Um, my mother is an officiant, so she married us. So we're we're husband and wife. But we haven't had like the full wedding yet, so we're yeah. we're having that on April third. Uh, did some final prep for that. I got some uh, some Princess Hot Chicken, which was divine. Oh, yeah. uh, it looked uh, good. It was so good. I missed it. I you don't really realize how much you miss it until you finally like, get to have it again. And man, it was it was awesome. But uh, got to see the Preds uh, play on Saturday, which was a little a little rough. But you know we we're, we're 
we did better on Sunday, so we'll give them that. Um, but no, overall, it was, it was awesome. The city's just growing. It always always is. Traffic on 24 is still terrible as it always yeah. is. So. I've tried that route uh, every day. You don't have to remind me about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there, we, I saw the route had a new exit, like right before Old Hickory, where we are uh, not Old Hickory. It might, maybe it is Old Hickory, right before we get off. And I was like, that's new, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love that 24 traffic. Well, there's also like four different old Hickory Boulevards that aren't connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that's listening and they're planning a move to Nashville, we'll give you a forewarning that old Hickory Boulevard is not one street. No, is, There's like four different old Hickory Boulevards. And for anyone new to town, it always throws them off. So just keep that in mind. There's like many different old Hickory Boulevards and they're not connected. I got a question real quick. Both of you guys are from Nashville and I'm not, I wish I was, but I'm not. How do you say, is it demon brawn? Brune? Demumbrian. Demumbrian. It is not. Yeah. It's Demumbrian. Demumbrian. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was like demon something. I have, no, it's it's Demumbrian. Demumbrian. I had a middle school, uh, middle school teacher who taught algebra. Shout out to Mr. DeMumbrian. Uh, he, his oh. family is related to the person that's named after him. Oh, I, I think, wow. I think, okay. I, think he, I think he's a principal, so I, I, I don't go. know if he's a listener, but shout wow. out to Mr. DeMumbrian. There's, there's a lot of good restaurants and stuff yep. to do on DeMumbrian. DeMumbrian's actually growing a lot. It's right off yep. Broadway there. Yep. Uh, I walk across DeMumbrian quite often to work. So we. Uh, it's we stayed in Nolansville. We actually drove down to Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro shot up. I mean, oh, that yeah, place is just—it's growing like a weed. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm an I'm a Middle Tennessee State University alum, and uh, I think I came onto the campus for the first time in a while uh, about a year ago, and I couldn't even find my way around. Yeah, I was it's, like, it's crazy. Couldn't believe it. So last yeah, time, last time we were down there, we ventured over to Franklin. Oh okay. yeah. Whoo man. Franklin's like, beautiful, walking, gorgeous. Like, parked somewhere and went to go eat, and there was like Franklin's Lamborghini awesome. Lamborghini parked in the back. And, oh yeah, like, tons <laughs> when, of so, like, sports cars. It was awesome. Funny story. I grew up in Franklin, so back when I think it was like I was probably about nine years old. It was the Franklin Christmas Parade, and uh, we were in like a really busy cafe kind of thing, getting ready for the parade, getting ready to watch the parade. And I turned around and ran into a lady, and, and I said, "Excuse me," and moved on. And my parents, you know, I walked back to our, our dinner, our lunch table, and my parents were like. You know who you just bumped into? I'm like, no. They're like, that's Nicole Kidman. No. <laughs> or no, it wasn't oh, Nicole yeah. Kidman. No, no. It wasn't Nicole Kidman. It was Faith Hill. It was Faith Hill. Faith, was, oh. Faith Hill and Simon Grau. But I have seen Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban at the parade as well before. That was yep. years and years wow. after that. But yeah, it's Franklin's crazy. It's, yeah, it's it a is. cool place. If you're, nice. So for all, for all these Nashville tourists, if you're looking for celebrities, don't go to Broadway. You will not Mm-mm. see them. Nope. Go to Franklin and you might get lucky. Nope. Justin, Justin Timberlake's out there. But you're not going to uh, see him on Broadway just walking around no. with all of us uh, regular folk. It's not no. going into Jack White, maybe. Uh, I know he maybe, lives in Franklin. You, honestly, the best place <laughs> to see him is uh, the Pancake pant- Pantry. There you that, go. Yeah, that's the place Definitely. to be. That is a good place. Definitely. Yeah. All, all right. right. So uh, we got March Madness in full effect. Uh, tons of upsets, and so I know my bracket's busted, but that doesn't mean you can't get in on this DraftKings stuff. And so DraftKings is who we're presented by. And you need to go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and they have a new deal uh, out for all of their new uh, new users. And we can use you can use our promo code THPN to get in on this action to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars. If your team wins, you can pick any game from here on out. Pick your team that you think is going to win, and you turn one dollar bet into a hundred dollars. 
So go download the top-rated uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And this is only for new customers. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And also, if your college basketball is not for you, we got UFC 260 coming up. And they are offering 100 to 1 odds on select fighters. So you can get in on that action as well. Basically, to wrap that up, go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN. And you can win a lot of money for very, very small bets and have a lot of fun watching sports, which is what we all love. That's probably why you're watching the podcast and listening to the podcast is because you love sports and you're a hockey fan. So go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And so we're going to open up the episode recapping the Preds road trip. Eight games spanned over two weeks. I looked at their schedule today, and it's just crazy that they just came off that long of a road trip. I know that road trips aren't really what they normally are because you don't have packed arenas. Right. Maybe – Maybe the fans don't have as much as much of an impact on it, but still, for the it still has an impact when players don't get to sleep in their beds when they're not in their normal routine at home. It does have an impact. So the so the Preds were away from home for two weeks on this brutal condensed schedule, playing a game every other day. Basically, I think Ryan Johansson had a really good quote last night, mm-hmm. basically saying, "I can't wait to climb into my own bed." <laughs> so yeah. I'm exhausted. They're humans, and yeah. and they they yeah. want to be at home too. And so they come out of this road trip going four three and one, uh, and none of us predicted that. Well, so and I think part of it is uh, you know if there's you look at the timing of the road trip, and then you look at the timing of like the youth movement when we got the youth movement involved. I think if this road trip had all the veterans healthy, not to say that I wouldn't, you know, I, I hope they get healthy soon. I hope they'd rejoin the yeah. team, but. I think the youth are much more acclimated for travel than the older veterans because mm-hmm. older veterans, they've got families, they've got kids. The youth are like, I'll pack my bag and go play hockey. Oh, for sure. They're like, hungry. Mindset. Yeah. They're, they're so, playing for, they're playing for next season's roster spot. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Exactly. And, hungry, for, yeah. and for, for donuts compared to what some of these other guys make. So I think yeah. for, for, for the youth to be infused in the lineup at this time, it, it worked out to our advantage because those guys weren't really like homesick because they were either going back and forth between Chicago to Nashville or wherever. And so they're like, well, shoot, I'm going to be on the road. I get to go play hockey. Like, you know, they're not missing a wife and kids like the way that some of these older veterans are. That's probably why they perform so well. And, and probably why our team probably did better than what we anticipated it would do because I mean, yeah, four, three and one, I didn't have, didn't, didn't think it was going to happen. I thought maybe two wins at max. Um, and, and, you know, I'm happy we're in the spot we're in. It's kind of, Raises a lot of question marks. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that in here in a second. Well, but, when you when yeah. you saw the when you saw the slate come when you when we were going into the road trip, it started off in Dallas, came full circle, ended in Dallas, and four three shootout wins. How weird is that? Yeah, um, yeah. But um, when it start, yeah, when it started though, you're looking at this slate of games, and you're like, how are they going to survive this? How are they going to get through this? And because when they were going into the road trip, we already had them dead in the water. Let's be honest. We were all like, yeah, playoffs aren't happening. Um, let's just get all these young players in. Let's just let's just kind of like think about next season. We've even done a segment on this show already talking about what next season is going to look like. Well, 
looking before, ahead. Before the road trip started, we had a seven percent chance. That's it, seven yeah. percent. So, well, I, I'd be interested to see what those percentage chances are now. That's it's gone up, yeah, yeah. Because they're four points out officially with the same amount of games played as Columbus and Chicago. Rich, what do you got to say, man? I, I see I'm you not, uh, got. I'm not sure, but I thought I said thirty percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Well, there with you, how well it, they're playing, and that's why you can't really buy into these percentages. I mean, yeah, yeah no, they're they're. It's like it's like. Is any have any of you guys ever noticed? Um, when if you're watching a game live on your phone, you're not actually watching the stream, but you're just watching the box score. They always had this game game flow little meter where it says, mm-hmm. "Okay, this team has this much percentage chance to win right now." It, it always goes up and down, so you can't buy into that too the, much. The best ones are where they're hovering around ten percent, and all of a sudden it goes yeah. to ninety nine percent. Yeah, it's just, like come on, it's over until it ain't. So yeah, yeah. but no so so the Preds, yeah, they're they're four points out. You got to look at the game disparity. You got to. This is why those two wins over Dallas are so huge. If you're in that camp where you're like, yeah, I still want the Preds to make the playoffs, which why wouldn't you? You still yeah. want them to rebuild. Oh, yeah. You still want them to make the right decisions. But at the same time, of course, you want to still make see them make the playoffs. Why wouldn't you? I don't understand some of these people out here saying, oh no, like this is stupid that we're even getting excited about a playoffs. Of course, you still want to see them make it. I don't understand that mode of thinking yeah, at well, all. You know and the but, thing is, like we've we've done. You look at 2017, like when we when we barely got into the playoffs, and then you know as an eight seed beat the one and went on to go to the Stanley Cup. You just yeah. you never know what you happens know. when you get to the playoffs. Yes, we will have to face you know probably Tampa Bay first. That's not going to be fun, but we just Carolina. beat Tampa Bay or yeah, Carolina. Or Carolina. But, but you know, way, yeah. I mean, anything can happen. At the same time, like realistically, those people are saying, "Well, we're we're ruining our draft chances." We're still going to be picking in the first round, and this ain't the draft to worry about that. About I mean, exactly, especially in the NHL. I mean, it's not like no. That, I understand that thinking way more when it comes to the NFL. Basically, but folks, but folks got to understand. Austin Austin Watson was a first round pick, y'all. Right. It's, not, it's not that big a deal. And it's like NFL. I totally get it when sometimes people are thinking about draft position because you've got thirty picks in the first round or whatever it is, and it's like, yeah, you can get these generational players i'm not saying that doesn't work in the nhl either but it's so much different so i want to stop with all this draft position nonsense even even in the nba like you know when when those guys get drafted they're going to play next year these guys when you draft in the nhl exactly how many play get to play one two i mean lafreniere he's playing you know, uh, yeah, Tolvanen was drafted first round. What was it? Four years ago or five years ago? I mean, like it just it takes time, and and yeah. so, it really it comes down to our scouting department. Our scouting department has to be on it really more than absolutely. our draft. So picks. some of, some of the takeaways I have from the road trip is okay. So it looked like they were really heading for a long losing streak early on in this mm-hmm. road trip. Uh, so they did beat Dallas to open it up in the road trip, but then they lost twice to Carolina. Then they lost badly to Tampa Bay in the first of that two-game set. And then they somehow figure out a way to hold Tampa Bay to one goal and won four to one. And at the time, I think we did an episode that night reacting to it. We were like, like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. But let's not get too carried away here, all right? Like, you know, dead clock is right twice a day mentality, basically. And But, hey, give them credit. They still yeah. figured out a way. They they turn around and they beat the Panthers, and and uh, then they finish it off with this comeback win of sorts against Dallas. I mean, it was just like, okay, th- this team is not quitting. They're not. They're showing all this resiliency. We got it. We got to be very happy about what we're seeing. And how about Cal Yarncroke gets the NHL's first star of the week? 
over Connor McDavid. Yes. yes. How long has that been since? Hey, that was awesome. You click on that message thread, there are a lot of Connor McDavid stands that are butter. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, well. it's, it, I, go look up the tweet from NHL Public Relations when they shared that, and there's a lot of Connor McDavid fans that are not happy about our boy Cal Yarncroft. Listen, he gets, he gets his moment in the in the sun. The first Plenty. Star. Yeah. yeah, we got to get. But, him. Um, Let us have this. We don't get much. All the time. Yeah, but he played it. Th- I think I saw the number. He played a uh, young pro, uh played a part in seven straight Preds goals. Is the thing what I saw? That's awesome. So yeah. that's I mean th- this guy is ready raising his trade value just like Matias Ekholm. Uh, uh, I'm sorry yeah. to stick that dagger in your hearts there, guys, but it's true. Well, but yeah. um. Yeah. yeah, I know we were we were saying that he might be getting shipped out a couple weeks ago, last week even probably. I'd still rather let RV. We're still waiting for him. we're still waiting for the dominoes to fall on this. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I mean, and it's it's coming up quick. I think. Yeah, I think two weeks before April twelfth is like the twenty eighth of this month or something around so there. You, you got to think stuff's gonna yeah. start moving. Yeah, any day now it's probably. A, it's it's next month. Next Monday is like the next two week Monday. two week yeah. period. So yep. So. Uh, that'll be perfect for that that episode there, because uh, we I'm sure we'll have something to report on that night for that episode. Uh, also from the road trip, how about UC Soros? He came back from injury, and I mean, even in the two nothing loss, I mean, can the guy get some goal support? Like, can somebody please do this guy some favors? He stopped I mean, 87 shots, 87 shots in those two games. I mean, that is against the Florida a, Panthers, one yeah, of the best like, offensive teams in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's like three or four games worth for some other people. It's like, yeah. can this guy – I mean, this guy's numbers look bad on the surface, but it's like, can we it's get this him. guy some goal support? It's yeah. goal support, but it's also defense. I mean, you look at – the one sad thing, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give a compliment. I'll be complimentary to Dallas here. They weren't afraid to clear it and ice the puck if they had to ice the puck. If yep. it meant that they could take away some momentum, we don't do that. We let people just dink and dunk around our net, and they're like sharks in the water. And then when we do get, you know, when we do get possession, our transition game's awful. But we, I'm, I'm, I'm feel better about icing the puck than letting us, you know, letting them get set up and get constant chances because that's what leads to a 41, you know, or 47 uh, shots on goal kind of game. That's just that's not healthy. I mean. Yeah. He's playing out of his mind to be able to make as many saves as he ha- as he is, and so give it to him for that. But man, it's that, and then the transitions. I mean, our our neutral zone play. Uh, yeah, you, so you've good. been you've been pounding it on that all year about yeah, our they were handcuffed man. transition they play, anything. and yeah. you're absolutely right about that, Colin. Our transition play is just yeah, it's just awful, and it's yeah, a systematic thing for sure. That second um, Florida game, man, they couldn't get. They couldn't do anything. They just had them handcuffed the whole time, and they couldn't move the puck anywhere. Which is weird coming against a team like Florida. Florida's not necessarily a uh, defensively strong team, so you expect that against Dallas. Like Dallas right. is one of those teams yeah. that handcuffs you, that that puts the pressure on the blue line, and it's hard to get in the zone, which happened last night, and the Preds just kept digging deep. And that that's that resiliency we're talking about. Ellie Tolvanen gets the game-tying goal. What a game for him. Yeah. Wow. Three points. He yeah. had two assists. He had hits. He had blocks. He had – I mean, his game is so well-rounded right now. It's it's not even – it's not just the flashy goals. It's it's everything. And he's only getting better. I mean, that's yeah. what's really really awesome to see. And then uh, Johansson scored a goal and Forsberg scored see. that whole top Johansson line. Johansson had an outstanding yeah. game. Johansson is really starting to get 
more comfortable. It seems like he's he's looking to Back become to one of those. He's looking to become one of those few veterans that we can be impressed by right now on the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. So give him his credit where his credits due. Yep, and he had the shootout goal too, which uh, one always frustrates me. But when it works, it's great. I'm like that, uh, that shoot- GIF you that GIF, that GIF you put out on the uh, catfish <laughs> account with uh, mm-hmm. Ace Ventura. <laughs> the slow mo. Oh yeah, I, I was literally in the mid drinking something, and <laughs> and I I, I it came through, it came through my nose. No, it came through my nose because I oh, like man. it like it shot up through my nose style. Like because I was like that's <laughs> that's like the that's so funny. It's the best wow. way to describe it. It's just, it's a slow motion type of like crawl to the net, and then eventually he shoots, and you're like, thank goodness. And he does it. Happened. That's like his patent move. Oh yeah, it's every Dude. every time, every time. And I'm it's, always like, when it it's when it messes up, it makes me so mad. But when yeah, it works, when, when, it's one of those moves where when it doesn't work, you're like cringe. You're like, oh, that was awful. It's Why like I'm, wait, I'm wasting 30 seconds of my life watching you <laughs> approach a net. But when it works, yeah. it's like, all right, I'll, I'll do that all day if we want to watch that. So yeah. But then Yarn Crocs, man, his shot was a snipe. Oh, that, that was just yeah. like Mike Powerful. drop. Yeah. Mike oh. drop moment there. He did the um, when he skated off, he did the sword and the Yeah, gotta uh, love it. You gotta call love it. So here's another thing that comes from this road trip is since it's been pretty successful, is okay, we got some injury news from John Hines. Basically said Ellis uh, Ryan Ellis it had surgery. We shouldn't, you know. I'm, you know, we all know that he's probably not coming back for this season. Why would you bring him back? That would make no sense. Um, and then, but you still have Matt Duchesne, Roman Yossi, Luke Cunning, Mark Borowiecki. Those are the four main ones. Brad Richardson's out there too. You got to think they're all getting close to coming back around the same time. So know, you want to talk about lineup decisions that are going to have to be made. Duchesne, Yossi, and uh, Cunning, they were both, they're all three of those guys were skating. So that's yeah, a good go. sign. Yeah. So it's a good sign. We want them back. I mean, but at the same time, yeah. these lineup decisions are going to be challenging. There's going to be a lot of critics out there. Okay, why'd you start this guy over this guy? Um, and it's it, you know, as much criticism as we give to John Hines, this is a this is tough here for him it to is. navigate through this. Because you got a team that's performing well, just went four, three, one in the road trip, and uh, it's four points out of the playoffs suddenly. And then you've got all these guys who you perceive as being your key players of the team coming back. It's like, yeah. what do you do? You yeah. can't ben- you can't bench them. Well, I feel like those guys are some of the core guys. I mean, there are some guys that we brought in. You know, Luke Cunning, I think, is kind of trade bait at this point. Um, yeah. Brad Richardson, kind of the same way. They're, I would I would rather – I mean, let the young guys cook. I, I just feel like they are, they yep. need the consistency that they, they stand to benefit from it the most. Um, let some of these younger guys, you know, scratch some of these little older guys and let some of these younger guys do their thing. Cause the team looks hungry. I mean, like I, it's been frustrating. But I think, you know, the difference between these games, even in the losses, I mean, granted the, the, um, the, uh, the loss before we kind of went on the road trip, especially with Carolina, uh, that was a little bit frustrating, but uh, you know, some of these losses, we still look hungry. We still never yeah. look like the wheels have fallen out. Whereas the early season, I mean, we remember the blowouts. We remember what was it, the six one and the seven zero against Dallas and mm-hmm. all the other games. Whereas even with these, like we we forced. I mean, the the game on the uh, the ninth against Carolina when we got to three two, and we yeah. lost to them. But we forced that overtime because they stayed yep. in it and they kept grinding. Let them let them cook. Let the young guys do their or thing. Even, well, even talk about uh, last night's game against Dallas. I mean, yeah. that could have easily snowballed into a blowout. Yeah. You fall behind two nothing. 
quickly. Uh, the team's not showing a lot of fight early on. It was looking like one of those games where, like, all right, we're going to change the channel early tonight. Like, this is this isn't going to be worth watching. And they just kept plugging away. They kept showing that hunger, just like you're talking about. And they figured out a way to get it to overtime. And how about how about the Preds? They're winning in overtime. They've yeah, got one overtime loss on the season. It kind of flipped the script from a couple of years ago when it feels like we couldn't get an, buy an overtime win or even a shootout win. So we'll we'll take yeah. it, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's like when it's like when they can figure out a way to get it to overtime. They figure out a way to win once they get there. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, you got the Dallas Stars. They have eight overtime losses. It's crazy. <laughs> Hey, but they're still getting. Hey, you're still getting a point for it. They're I, getting I a point. And that's why. That's why they're that's just right. one point. Yep. They're that team that's lurking behind the Preds. They've played four fewer games, and they're only one point back. So, if you want one team that's going to throw a monkey wrench into your little playoff plans you got here, it's It'll the Dallas done. Stars with those four extra games to play right now. So you yeah. got to wonder how they're going to respond. Yeah, well, the Predators are going to have to like run the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they they, they, they can't let up at all. But the thing is, ten of your games are against Detroit and Chicago, and those are teams we've beaten in the in this season. So let's go um, into. Brad, well, go yeah, go for it. Well, I was going to say let's go ahead and go into our preview. That's a perfect segue. And Colin, you can lead us off on this. Uh, th- this is perfect into our next segment. Let's go ahead and preview the week ahead, which is two games against the uh, Detroit Red Wings coming up starting tomorrow yeah. night at home. Finally, finally, we're back home. I want to play the. Uh, what's the song? I'm coming home. Who from Eminem? Um, I think mm-hmm. it's P Diddy. I think I think it's P Diddy. Actually, is it P Diddy? Yeah, it shows I, my hip hop knowledge. <laughs> I wish we could play that right now because that's what it feels like. It's like yeah, it's gonna they're be coming nice home in. finally. It's like dang, it's gonna and be so nice they to be back play, in Bridgestone. So they get to play the Detroit Red Wings and a, a team that's just—I mean, come on now—they're they're they're just as challenged as we are offensively. And so, yep. Colin, what do you see out of the Red Wings? I, I mean, it's a very series. beatable team. I think that that realistically, we have to we have to right some wrongs. I think that after losing to them before we went on this road trip in our in our home arena, that was frustrating. Or I'm sorry, was actually, it wasn't. Well, it was in Detroit. Sorry, that we beat them in our home yeah. arena. But um, yeah, we lost some of the 13th in February. But we 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 should have beaten them more than we have. We we were even with them at 500 against them. And we should have more wins against them than we do. Uh, and so, you know, these two games at Bridgestone, like I'm expecting hunger. I'm expecting wins um, just because they're, we only get to see them four more times. They're not four out of like, four points. Four out of four yeah. points is what you got to be looking for. Exactly. I mean, that those we need all four of those to be wins. If we're going to be if we're going to talk about contention, um, because that eight points is huge right now, uh, especially we need to separate ourselves from them, too, because they're kind of mm-hmm. they're in the back end of the central. And then, you know, after that series, we get into Chicago uh, this upcoming weekend. So it's going to be a back to back Saturday and Sunday. Um, Chicago's the team we have to beat right now. I mean, they're the ones that are ahead of us. If we beat them, we've already done our we've, we've done what we need to do against uh, Columbus. And we'll see Columbus I believe, twice. Actually, yeah, we got we, we, got Colum- we got Columbus two more times two in more May, time. the second to last uh, series of That's the season. Right. So, you know, we, we've done what we need to do against Columbus already as far as, like, we already we already have the better record against them. But Chicago seems to be the one that's up in the air because all the only sample size we have is it's that. two games. And they they both went to overtime. And so, yeah. you know, are we going to – we need to we need to see and put take stock of, you know, who are we against them and are we the better team? And I hope that we are. And so that, that's kind of where we're at is that we got to be able to beat those guys and, and – Get those wins and steal some other ones. I think the Dal- the two wins against Dallas um, to open up, you know, our, our record against them two one. Um, or yeah, I think that's right now, isn't it? Are we two and two now? Or are we two and one against Dallas? I think we're two and two. Okay, two. so 
Yeah, so we, two we two lost the them. first two. Yeah. I mean, that's still that's still not bad considering that they were supposed to be, you know, one of the top teams in the division. Uh, stealing one from Tampa Bay, that was also, you know, tremendous. Getting one, yeah, and getting one against Florida. And yeah, actually, yeah, and two wins against Florida. Florida. And getting a point against Carolina was pretty big too. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're figuring out ways to to hang around. We've shown we can, and we've shown we can with, we can hang with Florida too. I mean they got they're coming up on the schedule here mm-hmm. pretty soon as well. But we've shown. I mean Florida's definitely surprising people, but they're closer to us and people than we I think a lot of fans realize. So I'm hoping we can kind of get some wins against Florida. I really want to see us get wins against Carolina, but man, that offense, yeah, that offense is nasty. So it's gonna be Rich, it's gonna be a wild. Rich, what's your what's your confidence level? One to ten, ten being high highest. About uh, about getting through this uh, ne- these next four games against Detroit and Chicago, and really making things interesting for the playoffs because that's when go. it's going to change. That's when it's going to change is if we yeah. actually take care of business against Detroit, and Chicago. Maybe seven or eight. Oh seven. wow, you're pretty seven. high up there. Yeah, the re- I don't know. Like Detroit, they they beat some big teams. I mean, they're they're definitely a spoiler team who can who can beat anybody. Uh, so I don't know. They just, they should beat them and they should have beat them both times before, but they didn't. And I just think that they, you know, you, I just worry about Detroit. I kind of worry about Chicago a little bit too. You know, they have a, they have a tendency to play well too. Yeah. So I don't know. I, even well, though the I, Predators do have the well, number. I got, I got some uh, stats here just on Detroit yeah. and Chicago, just on like league stats. And they're, Let's talk about the Detroit matchup first. They're, it's pretty depressing because the Preds are right there close to the Detroit Red Wings mm-hmm. in these rankings. Goals four per game. Uh, Detroit's 29th. The Preds are 28th. Goals against per game. Detroit's 25th. Preds are 24th. Power play. A little bit of a gap there. Detroit's 30th on the power play. They just can't. You want to talk about a team that can't manufacture offense. We know all about that as Preds fans, but Detroit's <laughs> even worse. Yeah, um, they're thirtieth in power play. Preds are eighteenth, so they we got Ellie Tolvin in to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Um, penalty kill, Detroit's 29th. Preds are thirtieth. So I mean, <laughs> a lot of these key statistical categories. So we can both, feast if we get more power plays and penalties. Is what you're I saying? I mean, that, that, there's your <laughs> yeah. there's your area to circle right there. Is the Preds yeah. need to feast on the power play, and I think they can. I, there's no reason to think that they can't keep uh, making this work. Uh, cool. So we're tied two to two on the se- season series. Um, I'm sorry, you wanted me to say that the Preds have turned a corner. They better get four out of four points against yep. Detroit. Otherwise, if they was... split, if they split, I'm sorry, like it's not going to prove anything to me. That's what I was getting ready to say. There's well, there's been a lot of stuff happened in between, you know, those first games against them and now. So if you know if the guys, the injured players don't come back, and you leave some of these younger guys in that are hungry. I think they should easily beat them, but it just depends on what Hines does when these guys start coming back. That's a big question mark is are we going to get some line salad with that? But another thing uh, stat wise, that's interesting is that Chicago has a higher goals against than us. They've got, they've allowed one Oh six, whereas we've had one Oh three. They just, they get more goals for. And so that's the thing is our offense has to feast on Chicago. Same way it needs to feast on Detroit, but yeah, it's another, all about consistency. Another thing about uh, – Oh, I was just going to say real quick, you do have to give Hines a little bit of credit. He kept the lines together for three games in a row. That was shocking. Well, wait, credit. Shocking. We're giving credit yeah. to Hines on the Catfish and Ice podcast. Yeah. Uh, we he need kept, to stop everything. Kept, he kept those lines together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will, what you got to do. I, I shouldn't have yeah. to give a coach a – I shouldn't have to give a coach credit for doing the basic, you know, no. fundamentals of coaching. Absolutely not. Here we That's are. true. But, hey, we, we take what we can get. We'll, yeah. and, hey, we'll give credit when we have to give it, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
here's another thing about Detroit. So their goaltender situation is very much like ours as well. Uh, it's very – I think we have the better goaltenders. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But I will say that they have two goaltenders that also are not getting goal support who are also not as bad maybe as their numbers. Uh, Bernier is a, a, a goaltender for the Red Wings that has had some success against the Preds this season. Um, so we got to worry about that. Bernier has got three starts against the Preds this season and has given up two goals in each of those games. So – that 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 doesn't give me too much confidence. If that trend continues, can the Preds Unless, hold the Red Wings to two goals or fewer? That's that's kind of what it comes down to. If, if Bernier is going to continue his success against the Preds this season and give up two goals or fewer, that puts a lot of pressure on the Preds to, yeah. to figure out what kind of offense they're going to get. No, I, so. I agree, and it's that, that's a big question because there are some nights. I mean, even you know, looking at the way UC Saros played, like we wouldn't have had two goals against if we didn't pull the goalie. Um, yeah, because I mean, he kept us. He kept us in it. It was a one-zero game. Yeah. Like all we needed was one. It's just yeah. we had to get some goal support. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we have there. There's some talent there. We have some offensive young, especially young offensive players like Carrier, who is quarterbacking you know power play units, and mm-hmm. actually I'm going to start Davies quarterbacking that. But Carrier is still very much an offensive-minded defenseman. The way he carries the puck in through the neutral zone. I mean, I think our offense looks a little bit more explosive than it has, and it's because oh, of the for talent, sure. not the system. So, you know. We, we could do it, but and especially if we get in a situation where we can get them to commit some penalties, I think we could really put some damage on there, especially with L.A. Tolvin in. But um, that's, that's going to depend on special teams, and it's going to depend on how we transition through the ice. Yep. And then we get – so then we get the Blackhawks, who have lost six of their last seven. Oh. Good, good. Over those seven <laughs> games, they've gotten outscored 32-16. They oh. have kind of gone through that gauntlet that we had to go through. They had to play Tampa Bay. Um in the, in that stretch and they did. Uh, so it's one of those things where for Chicago, they're starting to come down to reality a little bit because they were, they, they had, they were one of those teams where they had all the extra games played. So they shot up the standings yeah. and now they're start They're kind of starting to level off a little bit, but we can't really sit here and be too confident because yeah, we, we won two games in extra you know, it took us to extra time. Was it shootout wins or overtime wins? I'm pretty sure overtime, right? It was overtime wins. Um, yeah. 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 But they still got a point off us. You got to think if there was – if we, we could have just beaten them in regulation, they'd only be at 31 points and we'd only be two points away from them right now. Exactly. So, so these are just games where it's there for the taking. If you want to say – if you want to somehow say that the Preds are going to somehow make the playoffs, this four-game stretch right here – is going to say a lot. Yeah. It's there but, for the taking. The Preds can argue finally that they're the better team on paper in a matchup <laughs> going into it. So go out there and take it. Prove it to us. And, I mean, we'll take the points and we can, we can get them, but it, especially with, like, your rival against Chicago and being so close to Chicago in terms of the standings, I really would rather do it in regulation. I mean, you always want to win in regulation. Yeah. You know, two points is two points. You don't want to give points, up that but, extra point. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to give up it, that point. Because we're, we're, we're trying to climb back into it. So if we're going to really contend, then that's what we got to do is yep. we got to beat him outright. That's true. Uh, and of course, so here, when it comes to the Blackhawks, I mean, come on, they're they're very top-heavy. Of course, they've got Patrick Kane, who um, I think it's blasphemy that people are saying Patrick Kane is a Hart Trophy finalist over Connor McDavid. Like, can we just get out of there with this? Like, I don't I, – I literally have seen craziness no. out there saying – for people arguing – for Patrick Kane. Is Patrick Kane a great player? Of course he is. 
Of course he is. We're not going to sit here and say he's not. But saying Mark Andre Fleury deserves a Vesna. But come on now, <laughs> come on now. Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. He should win the Hart Trophy, running away with it. But uh, of course, Chicago is top heavy. They got Patrick Kane, who will burn you if you're not smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you got Debrinket, who is a great player, a young player starting to come into his own. Uh, six, uh, Sixteen goals, fifteen assists. So watch out for Debrinket. But other than that, I mean, it's a it's a pretty top heavy roster. Uh, it's a very average roster it's not a roster on paper that scares you but i'm sure they're saying the same thing about us yeah. so yeah. um it's one of those things where we have to be ready for it i will say this uh lankin in their uh, goaltender is playing very well they've got themselves a decent goaltender there uh he has lost his last three starts uh but lost to florida twice and tampa bay once in that stretch where we just talked about where they've lost six or seven and then they got malcolm suban as their backup so I would expect honestly to see Lankin in both games. Or is that a back it's a back to back? Is it a true back to back? It's a back to back. So I think oh, we'll so see we, Subban I guess we're gonna see some Mal- we might see some Malcolm Subban this weekend as well, then in that two game set since it's a back to back. So yeah. we'll have to see how the I, you know, we're not going against world class goaltenders either in this four game stretch. So keep that in mind. No, we're gonna be feeling very differently. I mean, after Thursday night after we play Detroit, we're gonna be on here recording it. We're gonna feel, we might feel very differently about how we uh Go into this matchup. So exactly. it's the good vibes. I mean, if we if we if we end up getting a matchup against Malcolm Subban, I mean, his last start was March 20th. He gave up four goals to Tampa Bay. Before that, his last start was March the 9th, where he gave up six to Dallas. And then before that, on February 27th, he gave up five goals to Detroit. So yes, there's a game five there's goals a, to Detroit. If there's a game to feast, it's that probably that 28th. If, there, if game. there's a game where the Preds offense can actually pile up some goals. It, it should be coming up in these next four games. I mean, there's going to be goals out there for the taking. If I remember right, didn't Subban have a pretty good game against the Predators, though? Every goaltender has a good game against the Predators. <laughs> what are we talking about? That was without the new-look offense. That I was know, basically right? Just a bunch of young kids throwing pucks yeah. in the net. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about when they lost to Florida, that uh, Drieger – He's gotten both of his career shutouts against the yeah. We're really good at making average goaltenders look like Vezina trophy contenders. Listen, I was feeling good. Let's, let's, let's not talk about I that. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're trying, to, we're trying to feel good here, but it's actually about to get even darker because we're going to talk oh. about our March Madness brackets. Uh. Again, uh, this is episode 29 of the Catfish and Ice podcast brought to you by DraftKings. And we're going to get into our March Madness brackets and update you on how the Pred Lines, we all write for PredLines.com. And we have a Predlines pool going uh, for some bragging rights. Obviously, we're going for those bragging rights. And well, I was I was shocked to see that two of the hosts in this episode are in tied for first place. Uh, not <laughs> that it's going to last for me, but <laughs> nobody was yeah. more shocked than I was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so because I filled mine out in about two minutes. Oh, <laughs> to, all, to all the to all the listeners who ran with Georgia Tech, uh, just know. So I gotta tell you this story real quick. We were playing, uh, you know, obviously George Tech was playing well on third on Friday. Uh, when we were driving down to Nashville, and so we're listening to it on the radio as we're driving down. And um, our car has like a voice to te- or voice to text, so like it reads your text messages to you as you go. Yeah. And so we're we're texting her dad, or uh, my wife's dad, who went to George Tech. Um, and, and it's just it's not looking good, right? We're playing Loyola Chicago, and I, and I reply with, uh, you know, some, somehow this is Sister Jean's fault. My father-in-law, who is a very, very, very kind human being. One of, he's one of the best men I know. 
My father-in-law replies, someone pushed her out into the road. And we nearly, <laughs> oh had, to, we nearly had to pull over. We started laughing so hard because it was so out of character for him. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, you know, everybody knows Sister Jean. She's almost 100 yeah. years old. She would actually be 100. Um, you know, the, 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 the de facto mascot somewhat for Loyal Chicago. Yeah. The Ramblers. Um, but to hear him say that, it was just, it cracked me up. But then, you know, Loyal Chicago has been on a tear. So you got to give him respect. I'm sorry to all the people I told George Tech would be a sleeper. They were missing the defense, the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So we're gonna, yeah, hey, we're gonna forgive you because guess what? You went out there and you took a chance. And you took a, uh, hey, I respect that way more. I respect that way more than just going chalk, which our <laughs> boy Rich did. Rich, how do you defend yourself? Hey man, you know what? I don't watch college <laughs> basketball. All right, there you go. All right, let me let me let me pull up the brackets right now. First of all, we're doing this. We're doing this segment big time because everyone loves March Madness, but also because we want you to go get that DraftKings Sportsbook app and have some fun and use our promo code THPN because you can still win $100 on a $1 bet predicting any winner of any college <laughs> basketball game from here on out. So there's still a lot of money you can win out there. So let's let's go ahead and update the Predlines group right now, who's winning. Uh, so we've got Rich and Colin are leading. Yep. With 330 points. Uh, and Rich has still got his championship pick of Gonzaga remaining. Because, of course, he took chalk. So, of course, he picked the undefeated team to win it all. Hey, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean he got, he's, he's along with uh, two other guys, too. So, we'll give him that. Yeah. Yep. So, we got our we got our Milwaukee Admirals resident correspondent, uh, C.J. Wodashek, which has been on the show. We're, we're going to have him on the show again in the future. He also picked Gonzaga. He's coming in right behind Colin and Rich. We got oh, yeah. Eli. We got Eli Farmer, who also has been on the podcast and will be on again soon. Who writes for Predlines.com, also has Gonzaga and is uh, tied with myself with 300 points. So we're kind of we're, we're right there. We're not too far behind. But I've got my Michigan Wolverines, who got me a win tonight. They're my championship pick. Yep. They're my only Final Four team I have left. <laughs> so sad. I will but, say um, it's, it's funny because the person that – but when we were setting these up, he's like, I know nothing about basketball. The person with the most possible points remaining is CJ. And, he's, and he was saying oh, – he, he did no say that. I remember that him saying sense. that. Oh, yep. That makes sense. <laughs> and, then our, and then our guy, Max Greenberg, went totally homer pick and he got burned for it and took Tennessee as his champion. And uh, he's sitting in last place right now in the Predlines group. Uh, I had Tennessee going to the Sweet 16, so I can't talk. I was wrong on that as well. Um but I have like all my big underdog picks I missed on. Like, I mean, I missed on every underdog pick I picked. And some of them were really close games and I just missed them. But um, Ohio State burned me. I thought Ohio State was going to somehow be one of those battle tested teams. Virginia burned me. Like, I fell for Virginia. Yeah. Um, so it's just not been a. And then a, a lot of people got burned by Illinois. Illinois losing. Um, to uh, who did Illinois lose to again? Uh, Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, yeah. So I did have Loyola Chicago being Georgia Tech. So I, I guess that's my one thing I've gotten right in this tournament that I can be proud of. But other than that, it's been a pretty rough tournament bracket for me. But I do still have Michigan I'm clinging on to. So that's pretty much my only hope. I like Michigan. I mean, I, I like them. But – yeah, I, I I will say this is probably the only bracket I did not go chalk in, uh, and so I've got I do like Gonzaga. I like Mark Few though; he's a good coach. Yeah, Gonzaga is just such a smart team. Like when I, I I was watching them today, and I mean that game got a little interesting there against Oklahoma. But every time you thought Oklahoma was gonna make a run, 
and make another upset for this tournament, Gonzaga would just clamp down, take control. Gonzaga is a really smart team. You see why they're undefeated. They are not deep. To, not to turn us into a, into a college basketball podcast, but this is the first time in years that Gonzaga has had an NBA lottery pick on their team. Um, they don't usually get those guys, and they've got probably probably the guy that's going to go first overall on their team. And so for the first time in a long time, they've got a five-star guy playing with guys that have been playing for a long time that they're experienced. And so they are dangerous. I mean, there's a reason that they were undefeated, and there's a reason they are the number one overall seed. But I would like to see some new names. And I mean, Michigan, what's crazy, the Big Ten hasn't won the championship. And the Big Ten always likes to talk about how their basketball program is just because the football program. Big Ten hasn't won a championship since 2004 when Michigan State won. Wow. So, they they got a lot of, they they and they got a root for Michigan because these schools like uh, Illinois and Ohio State who that was another killer for me and some other brackets but uh, Illinois and Ohio State getting you know beaten out early you know and these other Michigan like Michigan State getting beaten out um, the Big Ten's been taking it on the chin so they well, got to get it right with Michigan. Well one, well, one thing I do have to say is it's a good thing we didn't quit our day jobs to become bracketologists <laughs> no, right. because I think we would all be. Uh, in trouble right now with our, with, with our bracketology jobs right now, if, if that's what we were doing, because, but it's like, I mean, you, there's still people out there who have really good brackets and they, they, they just, they did the research and they, they, they saw it coming. How about Abilene Christian beating Texas? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was fun. I was really pulling for them today against UCLA and they just, they just couldn't hang, they just couldn't hang around. But, um, it's been a it's been a really fun bracket like they always are, but even more so this year, just because I think we didn't have March Madness last year, so you missed it that much more, obviously. Yeah. And um, there's just so much more up in the air with this season because of all the craziness that happened with the entire sports world. Mm-hmm. And um, and then of course, like for instance, Oregon, Oregon won on a no contest because of a positive COVID-19 okay. test for VCU. Now that makes me so mad because yep. here's the thing. As a Louisville alum, Louisville was the first alternate. And they, they should have put them in. They were ready to go. I mean, they're only down. down I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't. Because the teams had to notify the NCAA by Tuesday. And so they didn't get their positive tests until like, I think Thursday when they had to cancel the game. And the thing that's frustrating is why not just have the team on site just in case and yeah. you know, have them practice. Have some backup plans. Because Louisville didn't play anywhere else. I mean, yeah, you would have thought. How, how much of a shame is it going to be? And, like, I won't take anything away from but but let's say Oregon wins it all. There's always going to be those people out there who are going to say, oh, well, we'll never know what would have happened if they would have played – if they would have actually played their first game. I'm not saying that's fair to yeah. Oregon. Well, BCU isn't a bad team. I mean, they've won their conference as just, they're going into it, so – yeah, it's, it, it's the nature of the landscape we're in, though. I'm still happy, none, nonetheless, that we have March Madness. I just love having it on TV, even though I'm not a college basketball expert at all. It's still fun to have it on the TV, to watch the yeah. games, to see how much these players care. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. these players, these these kids are so passionate. that they, they, They're leaving it all out there, just like we're talking about the youth of the Preds roster mm-hmm. propelling us right now. These young college athletes, they you can just see it in their eyes. That's what's so amazing about March Madness. And like for instance, I saw Iowa; they lost today, and their their uh, their player, what's his name, Garza, is that his name? Yeah. Like one of the best players in the world in the in the country. I mean, the dude's just letting it all out, like you know, emotion emotion wise. It's like these players truly care. So it, it's it's just fun to watch. Even though our brackets are struggling, I think everyone's brackets are struggling pretty much oh, right yeah. now. But um. We'll keep you updated as the March Madness rolls on on how the Pride Lines yep. bracket looks. 
Um, CJ is down there lurking with the most possible points. So if CJ wins, we'll know it's rigged. Yep. <laughs> love it. But, but um, all right. So we're going to go into our last segment of episode 29 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. And we're going to switch gears and talk about the best nicknames in Preds history because hockey always has some great nicknames. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. And I, and I got to go ahead and say my favorite one of all time. And it's one that's kind of come up more this season. And I know that they throw it around a lot on the Fox Sports Tennessee broadcast, and that's Iron Hook for Cal Yarnfield. Yes. Yeah. I mean, come on now. That is like the best, maybe the best sports nickname I've ever heard, not just hockey. Especially because it's the fact that it's the translation of his actual yeah. name. I mean, that's yeah, just so I mean, badass. how perfect is that? Yeah. I can't, I mean, I don't even want to call him Cal Yarncroak anymore. I just want to call him Iron Hook every time. No, what's he learned? That's all you say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I had a story I wanted to tell you guys. So I went to the, the Vegas game back in um, November of 2019. And I was sitting with a gentleman. Well, I took my brother and he's kind of not into sports. In Nashville Nashville or in Vegas? In Nashville. Yeah. Bridgetown. Yeah. So, so like when they'd score or whatever, when Nashville would score, everybody'd jump up. My brother's not really into sports. So he'd kind of just sit there. Well, I kind of made friends with the guy next to me. We were like slapping hands. He was from like Scottish or something. So we were sitting there and like they'd win and he'd jump up and, and slap hands. And while he was watching the game in his thick Scottish accent, he would go, come on, Yarny, let's go, Yarny. And he just kept saying, like, Yarncroft was his guy, man. He just kept go. saying over and over, Yarny, Yarny. And I just, I was he, so was he, So I got to know the, the backstory of this guy. Was he visiting from Scotland or something I, like that? Or was no, he? I don't know. We were just sitting there. He was with his wife and he just started – like I always love I always love meeting uh, Preds fans who aren't from Nashville. It's always like yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, you know, when you, know. Find, when you find those fans that aren't from here, they're not automatically drawn to the yeah. team because they're live here. Those th- those are fans I love to meet all the time. Well, for and a long time, usually really nice. So like you know, you're you're slapping hands with people you don't even know and like cheering them on and stuff. And it was really cool. It was good, but just oh. his thick Scottish accent. <laughs> Yarny. Yeah, for, for the longest time, we've we always got those those fans that were not traditional hockey fans because we were not a traditional hockey team, so they gravitated right. towards the Preds. But mm-hmm. you love to see that, so that's awesome. Uh, okay, so Colin, I know you got some nicknames lined up that are. Oh good yeah, ones. I, I got a list here. If you want me to write all them off, list off some of your best ones. I can. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you my top. My top four. Let's go with that. All right. Um, uh, the Iron Hook is my number one. Uh, you guys know that's been my that's been my favorite yep. for a long time. I was always a fan of uh, Monsters Inc. as a kid, so uh, this one's a throwback. But solely for Steve Sullivan, uh, Sully, that was yep. that was one. Uh, the Sri- Swedish Redwood, which you know, usually oh, uh, yeah. nicknames are a little shorter than the actual name, but uh, it's Matthias Ekholm is Swedish, the Swedish Redwood. So yeah, love perfect. that. Uh, and then the, another throwback is uh, Real Deal James Neal, Real Deal. Yeah, uh, it was a good one. Yeah, I know. Uh, Chris Mason calls Pecorine the Finnish reindeer. Finnish reindeer. <laughs> there you go. And I like um, I like Ryan Ellis. You know, they just call him Ellie or whatever. But what's funny is Roman Yossi's wife's name's Ellie. So, oh. <laughs> so like his line mate's nickname is Ellie, and he goes home, and his wife's name is Ellie. That's kind of funny. So, do y'all remember though in the Stanley Cup run? So, because I actually had another one for Ellis, um, and it was I mean it was a huge and a pretty good following uh, on Twitter. But the uh, General Ryan Ellis. Back yeah, the general Ryan Ellis Twitter account. That's there good. was also uh, Kyle Turris also had his own uh, under the same idea. Oh, yeah, and, I remember that. 
Yep. Kyle Turris had like a uh, Colonel Turris or something like yep. that. Like, so, like, yeah, I think there was like a, a lieutenant, yeah, Lieutenant Waddy, and yeah, those. Were yeah, some they, it was someone like, and they, yeah, that th- that was hilarious when that was going on in real yeah. time. That was like, that was one of those things where it's like, man, how is Twitter for free? He, he would like he'd write letters like back that. to his yeah, he'd write letters back to his wife and explain the the battles they were in and. Yeah, we also had uh, Captain Redbeard. That was that was a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like these people. Like I have a hard time keeping up with our Twitter accounts. <laughs> well, Let alone yeah. having like a fun burner one where you just like <laughs> oh, put a man. bunch of weird stuff on there. That's like, hey, yeah. just uh, just call Kevin Durant on those burner accounts. He'll help you out. <laughs> oh man. But um, anyway, all right. Uh, so I've got I've got a couple that are a little bit more under the radar. All right. How about so anyone remember Stu Grimson? Right. Yeah. Stu yeah. Grimson. He yep. did some play-by-play for us for a little bit. His nickname was the Grim Reaper. Oh, <laughs> nice. you want to talk about intimidate? I got it. I got that was one that just came across when I was looking up uh, press nicknames. I didn't even remember that one, but that was pretty. I got one that's really dear to my heart, and I wish this guy would just start getting better with puck luck. And that's Victor Arvidsson and RV Hustle. Yes, RV yeah. Hustle. I know that one's not really circulating as much these days, but there was a time when RV Hustle was a big time uh, name that you saw out there because he was out there making plays. He was flipping the ice. He was skating past defenders. He was making all these crazy goals. And then his goals per season. And his energy and his, you just see how much fun he has, that smile, that wackiness that uh, Victor Arvidsson has, which he still has that this season. He's still the same guy. But we want to see those goals start going in. So RV Hustle is one I've always liked. I, this one's really simple, but I still think it's effective and it's great. And that's a UC Soros juice. Yeah. Juice. Yeah, juicy, juicy juice. Come on, juice. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. And what's great uh, is when you're in Bridgestone and everybody goes, juice. Yeah. It always sounds like they're booing him. Yeah, like it does. When, but when UC Soros first started coming up, I remember being at a game. And like Soros was like, everyone knew who Soros was, but he hadn't really, we knew he was the backup and he was trying, he had a lot of expectations and they were doing that. Actually, they were, they were doing the juice or whatever. And all these people in in my section were like, why are they booing Soros? I'm like, what did he do? And I'm like, and and even I was kind of like trying to, to to like distinguish are they booing him or this? And they were saying juice, but it sounded like booze. So that's that's a good one. It's the same thing with Boston, like Tuka Rask, when he does something, yeah. everybody goes, Tuke, and it's like, yeah. it sounds exactly like a boo. Man, I miss that. I miss that in arenas. I know, right? Um, how about this one? This one's a good one. Let's let's throw some love to Hal Gill, who does the 102.5 oh, yeah. game He's got uh, broadcast. Uh, Skillsy. Skillsy. Yeah. I just like that one. That one's a good one. And then well, how about the one that uh, Rich brought up in the last episode when we teased this segment, I guess you could say. Dan the Hammer Hamus. <laughs> yes, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean that that that's for like uh, the hammer. The, the hammer, but the fact that, that that's really close to Iron Hook for me. The fact yeah. that Chris Mason though chooses to call him Ham Sandwich every now and again also makes me <laughs> laugh a lot. So it does, yeah. We we miss we miss an obvious one there with uh with Scoresburg. Oh yeah, Scoresburg's like hey, we got we got to round out with uh, we got to round out with one of the with one of the best. Yeah, of well, course. one of my favorites is a uh, Snowsis. Snows, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody uh, has a jersey that has that on the back. Yeah. It's uh, Sisson's backwards. It's a Snosses on their on his, uh, <laughs> What was it? it? I think Ultimate Predator put out, who has been on the show before, he put out the hashtag Sisson's and Johansson scored. 
yes. because of last night's game because a, oh, a lot of people we were, were thinking that Johansson should have scored. Yeah, if we if we could probably do like a thirty minute segment on how bad the NHL refs are, but horrible. Yeah. We, got, we, we I think we got to come up with some better nicknames for Pecorino. I guess you got the Finnish reindeer. That's pretty good. But uh, I mean, you can just Pecs. a lot of people a lot of people call them Pecs, which is simple but effective. Yeah, um, I think like I think they have a set of nicknames like that they just say like they'll say Pecs or say Ellie or whatever. But I think they've got like, like real nicknames. I think they've got some that we don't know about. That are like, oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, they definitely do. Well, and they probably have some in their native, you know, native languages too. So, that too, yeah. and I know, I know, it's not very creative because I mean, most hockey players just throw the Y at the end of the name. But I still think that Granny is hilarious oh, yeah. for a yeah. nickname for a hockey player. And so, oh, yeah. calling my, my, Michael Granlin Granny is just is it's pretty funny. So when you, when you can say or you can tweet out, "Look at that Granny fly," that's pretty funny. <laughs> yes. So we we need more nicknames. I'm sure we got we got to come up with if. Uh, if anyone's uh, listening to the podcast the next day, follow us on Catfish Ice. Or if you're watching tonight, if you watch the stream later tonight, send us some nicknames our way. If you got some yep. good nicknames for current players that maybe is not out there, we want to hear some good nicknames you got for, for our players. Yep. Uh, because this is always fun to see these nicknames come up. And so send it to Catfish Ice yep. at Catfish yep. Ice on Twitter or on Facebook. We're yep. on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Correct, Rich? We yep. are. Yes. All Same right. thing. Fish ice. Yes. All right. So if you're on any of those social media platforms, send mm-hmm. us your Preds nicknames and we will share them uh, on the next episode later this week. Uh, so uh, we've, we've, we've gotten through a, a non game night of uh, Preds hockey with episode 29 Preds play tomorrow night against the Red Wings. We will see you back on Thursday night for episode 30. Two games to talk about. Yep. And we're going to appreciate some Chris Mason. The yeah. best number 30 in Preds history, right? Right. So it's uh, hard to believe that we've already uh, gotten uh, through 30 episodes coming up here. We have appreciated you being along the ro- along for the ride with us. We love giving this podcast to you. We love talking hockey. This is yeah. just such a joy for us to do. Uh, as you can see, Colin's wearing the Welcome to Stashville shirt. Yes, it looks yep. so good. Um I've got mine. Uh, I've already worn mine. I've already strutted it around downtown Nashville with my chest out. So um, got mine in the mail as well. Thank you to So Nashville for making the shirt and collaborating with us. They did an awesome job. It's a really good quality shirt. I meant to ask, did you get a trading card with yours? I did. I got a, I got a Vernon Fiddler. Uh, I got oh, Rocky Grimaldi. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, awesome. I was pretty happy with that too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you get a trading card with that. I didn't even expect that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you also get a guitar pick. Yep. Oh, a, a really cool so national guitar pick. So, um, yes. So they can actually send their emails, right, Colin? To yep. if you go to that link that they have on So Nashville's uh, website, uh, if you put your email in that box, they'll let you know when they get those back in stock. They just need to make sure that they get enough interest. So if people put out their yeah. interest, and we'll make yep. more. And we've gotten some interest on social media. There's a lot of people out there who have shown interest. So mm-hmm. you can still get the shirt. It's an awesome shirt. It's a unique it's shirt. It's comfy. It's too. very comfy. I can speak to that. I've got my Nashville SC shirt on because uh, tonight, actually, because we've got some uh, soccer coming up soon, too. Yes, and we are definitely big supporters of Nashville SC as well. And so um, until next time, uh, I think we're going to get on out of here for the evening. And we are going to see you later this week as we're going to talk about hopefully what's two Preds wins over the Red Wings. I got to say one more thing before we uh, get out of here. My beard actually feels pretty nervous right now. It should. Yeah. Because we've got four very winnable games coming up. And if my math's correct, I'm not a great mathematician, 
but we've already won one. If they win the yep. next four, that's five in a row. That means yep. my beard is gone. Yep. And that means that my mustache will live on. If they would have beat Florida in that second game, Man. they'd be coming off Tuesday night, maybe. <laughs> we, we should we should have just said like you know they had to, they had to get five wins in regulation in a yeah. row. But I'm, I'm here, trying here to picture myself. You're gonna look like a police officer. I'm gonna try to do the handlebar thing like Philip Forsberg. I don't know I, if I can pull it off though. I've got to, I've got to get it past. Uh, I got my get, get my beard past uh, Saturday the third, April third. Yeah. After that, I can shave it as, yeah. as needed. Yeah. We'll, we'll set a time where we'll yeah. uh, we'll all go. Yeah, through I don't it. I don't think that would be fair to Colin. <laughs> no, we'll we'll make it we'll make it at, we'll, we'll make it after Colin's wedding if 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 indeed the Preds win five in a row. But this is the most nervous I've been since we made the bet. Yeah. And they've only won one in a row. They've only won one. But yep. seeing the next four games and seeing how they're playing, seeing as they're winnable games, it's I don't think it's that far out of the possibility. But we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. I think we're gonna so, I think we're gonna go into that twenty seventh, that game on the twenty seventh. That's gonna be the one to watch and see. Cause if we cause if we get the backup goaltender for Chicago on the twenty eighth. But hey, no, nothing nothing's gonna top the bet that I saw came across on Twitter. Where this uh, uh, podcast guy, or he like does like a YouTube channel, he came out and said that there's no way that Oral Roberts will beat Florida, and if, <laughs> and if Oral Roberts does beat Florida, he will get Oral Roberts tattooed on his ass. That's that's there for and life. And if we all know what happened, Oral Roberts beat Florida, and guess what? He got tattooed on his ass. Not the logo of Oral Roberts. Just but the, the, the literally the words Oral Roberts. Well, good, good. Uh, on his ass. And so I give him credit for <laughs> following through with his bet. Our our mustache bet doesn't even come in comparison to that. No, so. no. no, that'll grow back. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. You've you've listened to episode twenty nine of the Catfish and Ice podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you love hockey, go follow the other podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network. There's a podcast for every team in the league. There's league-wide hockey podcasts as well. So if you don't want to follow a particular team, there's a lot of really good podcasts featured on the Hockey Podcast Network. So go follow that network at HockeyPodNet. We're thrilled to be a part of the network. We love them, and we really appreciate them. So until next time, this is Chad Benton with Colin Bluen and Rich Howe. Everyone stay safe and take care and be kind to one another. And we will see you later this week for episode 30. hockey fans i'm breezy and i'm ray ray we host the house of hockey podcast on the hockey podcast network we're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle our guests include professional hockey players my rookie party had to wear speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do here we go gaber what do you got to say and it's kind of <laughs> like you know better than that now boys i got dressed for the bruins you get a phone call he's like dude we need you over here by the elevator you got to get downstairs you got to get dressed right now started playing the like dun, 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 and i turned it around and it had the olympic rings and said we did it nhl team hockey reporters i actually took the stanley cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and i've got a fur coat on <laughs> I wonder who who he shoot checked over here. And then <laughs> I, I looked down at my feet.
hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rinks in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.